0: Microphone check. Yep, yep, yeah. Microphone check. One, two, three. You already know what it is. You know who it is. It is I, Alexander DeBlanc. And we are here for yet another fantastic edition of Why Now with Alexander DeBlanc. Y'all, I got that heat coming. I got that heat coming. Y'all not ready for this episode. I'm trying to tell y'all. I got I got some people, some special people that are masters of their crafts that's coming on this show. And I'm so blessed to have yet another phenomenal individual on this program. He is a culinary expert. He is a master of all. He's not just a culinary chef, but also a whiz behind the camera, production genius, entrepreneur, none other than Chef Morgan James, how you doing today? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Thanks for having me here, man. Appreciate it, man. Look, the, the honor is all mine, bro. Thank you so much for taking the time to just come on to this program, bro. Uh, how are you? How you feeling? How's the year been so far? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling blessed. Uh, uh, this is a
1: new year for a lot of new growth, I want to say. Like, this is the year of growth
0: for me with all my endeavors, I'd like to say. Okay. Uh, so for the people that don't know who you are... Give them a little bit of uh, your background. I know I have your bio here, but I don't like to make it sound robotic in anything in that capacity. No, definitely. Like, tell the people a little bit about yourself. Uh, so, like, like you said, I'm
1: Chef Morgan James, uh, culinary architect, private chef, uh, extraordinary gentleman of everything culinary. You feel me? You know, uh, born and raised in the DMV, uh. I've been cooking in this industry professionally for 10 years, and this is going on my sixth year of being in business for myself. So just living and thriving and
0: loving the journey, definitely, so far. Six years. Six years. What was, because I know you personally, (laughs) (laughs) for you, what was the thing that made you fall in love with culinary with the food space to begin with. So this actually takes me back to my childhood.
1: Uh, we loved MCF, yeah. bro. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> we loved those toys. I've had the same dream since I was about seven years old. Uh, my mom's side of the family is from a very rural part of South Carolina called she South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Probably never heard of it. It's about 500 people there. Majority of them are my cousins somehow. That's fire. <laughs> so, <laughs> I got an old tribe out yeah, there. Like. Literally. So, my grandmother and my great grandmother just somehow magically were able to feed like a village. And it was just always so remarkable at a young age just see how they would just be in the kitchen and everybody would gravitate to the kitchen. I know you know those family gatherings where it's just like everybody's in the kitchen but it's like everybody doesn't need to be in the kitchen because that's where the cooking's happening so y'all just taking up space so i would just be in there just kind of like being a little rambunctious kid as i was and they would need to find a way to contain me so they would give me a bowl be like here stir this do something creative because i was a finger tapper so i was either drumming on the desk or if you knew me in high school falling asleep in class so i needed something to kind of like level me out and just from Saturday morning cartoons to having the food network on last it was click that button it's like I'm going from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles to Emeril Lagasse and then I'm running around the kitchen yelling bam all day And just from there I just knew that I want to be like that guy calling the shots cooking food just changing everybody's mood like everybody just stopped and listened.
0: He was the conductor. And that was just something that was so beautiful about that to me. You talk about being the conductor just now. And that is something that I feel like when you talk about just the culinary space that people don't really understand that aspect of taking charge, not just in the aspect of creating an experience, but being bold enough to take risks as far as like your recipes or thing in that nature. Absolutely. How have you cultivated your style? Like, or in particular, like what is, what would you say is your style of cooking? And how did that like taking control of the space? How did you get into that position of finding your niche? So two very compelling questions. So I'm gonna break it down. I'm gonna go
1: with the first part first. Like you said, Everyone feels that being a chef is strictly just the food mm-hmm. and that everything has to be perfect. Some No chef is the perfect cook, mm-hmm. and no cook is always going to make the perfect chef. So essentially, one thing that I had to learn was to find my kitchen voice. That's what I tell people. It's like I was normally the underdog. I'm normally the youngest in the room. Or just when you get into a kitchen with other talented cooks, chefs, and there's a lot of personality. It's a lot of passion, is a better word I like to say, where you have to kind of find yourself in that moment and demand what it is that your stance is in the kitchen, whether you are the saucier, whether you are the sous chef, whether you're this, and it's just like, once you find your identity, then you're able to conduct, and then it becomes a symphony because in most restaurants, it's literally a composition of different components coming together so now to get to your second point my style is very experimental uh my style is very much in it's a it's like the perfect chaos of my experiences in life like i love to be able to captivate a moment whether it be with a place i've been a certain ingredient that's native to a certain region or just anything from my travels that honestly evoke a memory in me like i want to be able to take someone on a journey where they're going to remember this dining experience specifically for whether it was the ambiance, whether it was a certain dish or just something that they are going to look back, whether it be a month, two, five years, just be like, I remember that. But why do I remember that? Mm. It's because I placed something there that I wanted you to remember. Like I like to tell people all the time, you can teach somebody something, but if you make a lasting memory for them, They'll remember that
0: ten times more than anything you could teach them. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, with that creating that lasting memory, I have a memory <laughs> of like uh going back to y'all may not know this, but man, I know Chef since high school and you were a trailblazer because looking at your group and your in your your circle, everybody is doing their own thing. How was it to, like, you You went down a road where some self-taught, yeah. Yeah. you went to school uh, for a short capacity. How did you get into that road uh, to get to where you are now as far as literally, did you have any experts or chefs that you knew before this? Or was it literally watching, having this dream, and was like, this is what I'm going to get. I'm going to walk down that path. But like you, from the looks, from the outside, if <laughs> I'm say it this way, it looked like you just were a trailblazer and it's just like, yo, this is the love that I had based off of the experience that you said before and I'm gonna move to the beat of my own drum. So how did that kind of become what we see today? I, honestly, kind of like you hit the nail on the head. Like I've run
1: with a very close-knit circle of individuals who most of you have known. Like most of my closest friends we've known each other 15 plus years at this point and it was always something that was known to them but Mm. to everyone else it was more of like a discovery I want to say like senior year was when I first took like the professional restaurant management program at my high school you know at paint branch where it was just kind of like now uh, it's it's crazy (laughs) that it was like I was like I sucked at math So it's like my credits and everything They were like yeah can't afford any extra electives But it was like I didn't have any mentors at the time No no chefs or anybody Like uh, my first uh, Mentor would be My cooking instructor at Pain Branch uh, Miss Sue, Sue McWilliams Like she honestly Just seen something in me That she was like this isn't just a class for you Like she was like I want to help you Kind of like figure out your next steps. So she helped me apply for scholarships. Uh, Even we did some catering gigs, like probably, I don't know if that was allowed by Montgomery County, but- We're here now. Exactly, (laughs) so it was like, I remember going to her house and her just kind of giving us the people who were really invested outside of that class, like the real raw essence of what it is to be in this industry. Like this is a very cutthroat industry. Like I'll never forget, my first job, I worked at an assisted living community, Riderwood. Oh. most people in our area know if you worked at most people worked at Riderwood, but never forget I was 16. I was working like as a server in my manager. He was a former chef. Never forget it his name was Jason. He was literally so adamant once I told him that I wanted to be a chef on trying to make me change my mind. Really? it was honestly he was like i remember at 16 he told me the three d's of the kitchen drugs death and divorce and i'm like i'm 16 i'm like this is my first job i'm like man so he's like you want to end up like me working here miserable and he was kind of like imposing his trauma from his experiences onto me so at an early age it was another obstacle with a young mind where i'm just like man like i've never i've never seen anybody successfully do this just from the simple fact of not knowing but that doesn't mean it's not possible so it was kind of like one of those things where I lead a lot on my friends and uh, my best friend Christian Roberts uh, rest in peace he definitely was that driving force for me mm. earlier on in my career where I was like I need to get out and chase this dream like in all my friends like Tristan Isaac Brax everybody had their own way of telling me like yo Ferg you're half stepping." There's like, they're like, yo, we know that you want to do this, but you're not doing it. It's like, go do it. So it was like, I had to like tell myself like, yo, they're right. I was like, there's literally that time for me to say that, oh, I want to do this. But there's that actual moment where that switch kicked in where it was like, nah, I have to do this. Like, I have to fully be
0: involved in this space no matter what happens. And I told myself that. So what you just described is literally the essence of why I started this podcast, which is like that why now moment. Yeah. How did you continue to cultivate that confidence to keep on showing up? Like, <laughs> because some people will take that step and it's like, okay, this may not be going the way that I, but there's others that continue to keep on showing up for themselves. How did you, I mean, I know you spoke about community, yeah, but community goes, but just as so far for you. Absolutely. I actually have to take the steps to do the work, Absolutely. So how did you get in the mindset of continually showing up for yourself? It was honestly a lot of trial and error.
1: Like it was truly me having to give myself grace. And I know it's more of a trend now, but really loving yourself takes a lot more than just going to get your nails done, going to a spot or something. I really was at a point in my life where I was like, I need to love myself more important to myself so that I'm able to achieve these things. Because mm. I have people who believe in me. And that was enough to get the fire started. But like you said, only I can keep it burning. I have to keep adding sticks. I have to keep adding leaves. I have to keep things going. And it was obstacle after obstacle where I'm like, I'm finding moments where I'm just like, wow, I can't believe I'm here. I really can't. Still to this day, like, I never would have imagine that the plan of being a chef would be this because I didn't have a plan truly there was no plan b it was always plan a and it was plan a part two and part three
0: and X and so on told y'all this is going to be one of the best episodes yeah I keep on telling y'all I got some people that got some stories oh, yeah, no, and just experiences stories. bro I don't think you well I know you you realize what you just said but you said there was no plan B. There was always a plan A, part one, part two. And that talks about the journey. And I've been preaching this for every episode, really, yeah. about the beauty and the journey and not the destination. Absolutely. People don't know, because you don't. we talked about this often, like you don't really publicize the people that... Bro, well, he works with some hitters, I'm telling you. Like, <laughs> some hitters. At what moment for you was it that, like, damn... I got here. Like, I arrived. I know there's still more places to go, Absolutely. but, like, at what moment did you, like, oh, no, this is, this is. I'm starting to see the dream become reality? That would definitely,
1: I, I always reference this one moment where literally I was in the Target parking lot. I, I heard recently that a lot of people relate to this, but literally in tears, mm-hmm. kind of, like, just telling myself, like, I'm not where I want to be. Where it's like I'm constantly looking at myself under a microscope, whether it be to other people my age, where it's like people are out buying homes, just doing a lot of different things. I felt like that I was lacking and it was more so that I just have a different path. Like I took a very unconventional route with life and to some people, they tell me I couldn't do what you did and I tell them I can't do what you do. But that's the beauty in this. It's just like everybody has their own journey, and that was one thing where I'm sitting in my car. I remember, I mean, you remember, I probably had maybe down to like my last couple hundred bucks or whatever. Because when I quit my job, I s- had saved up about shout out to quitting your job.
0: Oh. I'm a strong
1: advocate. <laughs> quit your job, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Start the day. Quit the job, y'all. Nah. <laughs> Thankfully, I quit my job when I did uh, pre-COVID, honestly, because that truly gave me the foundation, but I remember I was probably down to my last couple hundred bucks because when I quit my job, I had saved up about $6,000, and $6,000, when you have nothing coming in, ain't ain't that much money, mm-hmm. so there was a, a wedding coming up for a childhood friend of ours, shout out to Shane and Jen, they got a baby on the way, and it was literally like, I'm going down there, and I was like, let me just take a stab in the dark. I'm taking everything we bought all our stuff so i don't really have to worry about my money there it was i remember shout out to my boy jindu because literally i'm going down there I put it on instagram i'm like hey i'm gonna be in miami from this day to this day if anybody needs any private chef services let me know he reaches out to me with a very overzealous uh message just talking about like oh yeah i'm gonna be down there with my fiance and then my boy and this girl gonna be down there. We want to do this, we want to do that. And he's asking for this very lavish menu and all this stuff like that. I'm like, mm. I ain't want to watch people's pocket, I'm like, I know what you do for, David I'm like, you asking for a lot. <laughs> so like, <laughs> you it, it was like, and it, it was, it was just, I remember like the whole conversation was happening so fast, but it was like, he was like, yeah, nah, it don't even matter. Uh it's all covered, everything. And I'm just like, all right. So then I'm I'm looking on his Instagram while he's down there. I'm just like, I'm seeing Rolls Royce's... Mm. Uh, I think I saw an AP or something like that. And it was just... I was like, what? I was like, what is going on down there? And then I see he's down there with Dwayne Haskins uh, Jr., rest in peace. Uh, and it was just... I was like, I'm 97.9% sure that that's what he was talking about. Because it was like, that made more sense to me. So... As we're planning everything, he hits you with the curveball. Yeah. My man doesn't have anything in his place. So what do you mean? He's like he doesn't have anything. No plates, no forks, no knives, no pots, no pans, nothing. It's literally just an empty shell. He just uses it uh to go down to Miami. So I'm I'm posed with the problem of, Well, what do I do? Right. So thankfully I'm with my older brother and a bunch of our childhood friends. And it was literally like I'd seen my suitcase and I looked at the kitchen. And I was like, y'all, help me pack up this kitchen. So we took everything from the Airbnb. And I mean everything. I took wine glasses. I took everything. Wrapping it in towels. Like, And he just literally just drops me out. adage. He's like, yeah, uh, downtown at the, at the Brickle Complex. I remember I just pulled up wheel in a, a suitcase as if I'm moving in. I open it up and right there is, is history. Uh, just well, it's a crazy I'm, moment.
0: <laughs> man, that I just felt chills when you were telling <laughs> that story because I can just imagine like the ability to pivot. You know what I'm saying? With, what, with certain yeah. circumstances that you can't control. is you know? the name of the game. I, I like to tell anybody if there's
1: if there's something that can go wrong it will Uh so expect it and that's literally been my philosophy for every gig there is it's like in in even in that gig alone once i start the dinner i can't figure out how to get the oven to work Hmm. and there is a mac and cheese and a butter cake on the menu so what do i do i make it in the microwave Nah, walk me through it. it, <laughs> just, how did that happen? Like, what did so, you do to? So, again, it was like a fancy German oven. I mean, me and Jindu, we're trying everything. Like, I'm like, bro, I'm like, there's one button. How many ways can you turn one button? And he's just like, yo, I don't know what to do. I'm like, I got a four course dinner I got to do. Mm-hmm. I've already probably killed about 20, 30 minutes trying to get this oven to work. So, oh, it's time is of the essence. Oh, absolutely. So, I'm like, hmm. I see, like, this high-powered microwave, or so it looks, power level. Crank that up to 10. we going to start this cake off. I was like, that day I found out how long you can put something on in the microwave. So I think the max on that one might have been, t- it was, like, 29 minutes. So it was, like, the perfect 30-minute 30, 30 interval. And I was like, all right, cool. Run it. Ran it for, like, 30 minutes. Mm. Constantly checking, turning, pulling out mac and cheese, putting in cake letting the cake go majority of the way, pulling it out because I didn't want the inside of the cake to bake too much. Mm. So it was like I'm kind of thinking of it from like the science of how a microwave works. It penetrates the middle before cooking the outside. So So. you'd have it classed
0: (laughs) just across the board in real time.
1: It was was literally just thinking of every outcome. It's like, okay, I have to let this come back down and then – Essentially rebake it and bring the cake back up to temperature and about half of it came out perfect texture. The other half was mush. Mm -hmm. So what happens? Throw that half out. They don't hear anything about it. Still, I remember I didn't tell uh, Dwayne until about three months later afterwards just because it was a funny story. Had no idea. Nah, because in the middle of the dinner he kind of stopped and was just like, yeah, what's your number? And then, like, we kind of just go back. He's like, yeah, so, like, you could be at my house. I think this was a Saturday. He says, yeah, you could be at my house, like, Thursday. I get back on Wednesday. And I'm just trying to keep up because I'm feeling like he's talking a big game. I was like, yeah, no, i make my own schedule. I can be wherever I need to be. Well, isn't that? In my head, I'm like, he's not seriously thinking, like, he's going to have me there. But sure enough, that Wednesday morning when I'm sitting at the airport, he's like, yo, it's the way Haskins. I was like, you cook for Me the other night, here's my address. You might send over some menus. Menus, plural. Yeah. So then after that, uh, I started working uh, with Dwayne, uh, his rookie season uh, ongoing until he got traded to Steelers. And honestly, like I said, he met a lot of amazing people just through him, whether it be other players, just he brought like a sense of community with him that Now I look at it as an extension of my support system now. So I had nothing but love for that man. Truly was a blessing to my career and to my life. And like I say, I can't
0: thank him enough. Man, that's so beautiful to hear because not only did that moment allow for more opportunities but it was a real genuine moment. Oh, absolutely. And a lot of people don't have that genuine, you know what I mean? Like, you hear it, like, yeah, a lot of people spoon feed you, like, all right, yeah, yeah we'll connect. Like, try. yeah, you know, yeah. but for him to actually really follow through with it and open, because people don't understand the opportunities are a dime a dozen, especially in the culinary space. Yeah, exactly and that. which leads me to my next question. As a a black man, how do you, maneuver through that is it a space that you feel like is inclusive i don't know too much about it in that capacities but like you talked about elmer you talked about like there's your gordon ramses and when i watch tv i see some people yeah. of color but not too many so how do you maneuver through that space like because i know i've seen sous chefs that are black yeah i've seen how many black head chefs or in
1: absolutely we take up A very small percentage of this industry and that's been one thing I focused on early on Hmm. my style is very unconventional but like I said um, from my studying abroad and living in Italy I have a lot of Italian influence I have a lot of my southern roots that all impact my cooking I love Southeast Asian Asian cooking in general but just loving different ingredients that are native to here because I love being able to create something that's not necessarily meant to go together. And that's kind of how I look at the industry now. It's like the young innovators, like in my age bracket are the ones who are shaking everything up. Mm -hmm. So being able to be black and amplify that voice of, Hey, you look at me and I don't just cook the food that you think I should be cooking. Like I like to make it, my life's goal that I can't be put into a box where essentially everybody thinks like, "Oh, yeah, I bet his southern whatever is the focal point of his career when actually that's honestly the last thing that kind of gets showcased. Like I love being able to show people new ingredients. I love being able to educate people. I love being able to research and actually show everyone that we belong in these spaces. The majority of my, no, all of the instructors at culinary school, uh, and I'll I'll tidbit this, i look at the camera for this. I do not advocate for culinary school. I'll say that there's a oh. lot of at all. No, like you can you can learn a lot from it, but experience will always be what you need in order to actually exist in this space. Mm. Like anybody can cook. I know some people who can throw it down, but Throw them on a line, take them out from in front of their camera or anything like that. Take that security blanket from them. Mm-hmm. How do you act? Like I need you to be able to know how to quickly put out a fire. I need to know how you react. Like everything about this injury, this industry is something of one thing is gonna lead to another. It's a domino effect. Right. So if I'm in the kitchen, I need to know what's happening three steps down the line before it even happens and not everybody grasped that concept. I mean, school can't teach you that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And all of my instructors, being middle, middle-aged white men, where it was kinda, I'm looked at as, I'm not gonna say a joke, but I wasn't taken serious. Yeah, that's, Like I had, that's like naturally there was, there was so many moments that I look at now where it was like, instructors were pointing me out or just making me a target for a lot of it and it was like when it came time for me to pass the assessments and go do the study abroad program and everything it's like you guys passed me for this but yet still i'm getting ridiculed like publicly in class where it'd be like i remember one time i would pick up my dry cleaning because they were like they were very particular about like uniform and everything which i can respect that but i get there i remember one of my sleeves wasn't ironed one day. So my instructor, he tells me, so yeah, go in the closet and iron your chef coat in front of class. And like, it was kind of like feeling like trying to break you down. Oh, so many, so many different ways. It was like, I was told that when I go to Italy, I'm only going to pick herbs the entire time. Just always making me feel lesser than. So like I said, finding that voice didn't come easy for me. Like mm-hmm. that's why what I do now, speaking up for myself and speaking up for others want to get into this space i'm like hey there's gonna be a lot of people who are gonna tell you that you can't do this there's gonna be a lot of people who don't look like you doing this but as long as you stay true to what it is that you fell in love with with cooking or just being in the food realm i feel like there's no way for you to fail because food is subjective everybody's gonna have their opinion i tell everybody my goal is never to give you the perfect meal it doesn't exist The perfect meal for me isn't the perfect meal for you. There's people who are salt sensitive. There's people who don't like certain ingredients. Say that again. I don't think they heard you. The perfect meal for what? (laughs) It it doesn't exist. Like there is no perfect anything. Like, man, that's a recipe to life. And that's what I tell people. That is a recipe to life, bro. They look at it as a chef has to come in with, oh, I make the best. I'm like, no, I know a lot of people who can probably make certain dishes better than me. Whether it's native to them or just repetition, it's like, Mm. it's not my goal to come in and give you the best anything. It's my goal to come in and give you the best as is product that exceeds your expectations. So you're looking (laughs) at something that isn't real. Like you're looking at it as, oh, but this chef makes the perfect this. But to somebody else, that's not going to be the perfect whatever it is he made. right? And like I said, I tell people all the time, chefs and their egos, that will be their downfall like truthfully being able to dissociate the two and know that like I'm confident enough to give out recipes like I don't write a lot of recipes down like there's a lot of things about me like I said that are experimental but if I'm too afraid to share the knowledge that I've learned with someone else I shouldn't be doing what I'm doing because I'm not confident enough in my ability to produce something that's one of one like when you're looking for me you're looking specifically for me so my clients, when they book with me, it's not because they don't know someone better or they don't know someone who offers something different. They are booking with me because I've tailored an experience that they want. And you can't get that anywhere else. This, there's literally, the market is wide open. I'm never going to deter people. I send people, NFL clients, professional athletes, celebrities, anything. If it's something I physically can't do because I am one human being, I have no problem giving this to somebody who's qualified. In somebody who I know will pay
0: it forward. That's that's amazing because you find that a lot of people in our generation kind of have this, I don't want to say a crab in a barrel mentality because that waters it down. It's kind of <laughs> like <laughs> there's not enough a piece of the pie for everyone Absolutely. when it's multiple cakes, it's pies. This is a bakery shop, bro. Like, exactly. And there's something specific for you, but like for you to be, in this space where you understand that is very honorable, Brian. I want to give you your flowers here because not many people will do that. Everybody thinks that if I give up this opportunity, when is the next one going to come? But that also speaks to I feel like an ability to see past the moment that is in front of you and think, as you said, which is why I said, this is a recipe for life. What you're talking about being on the line, and everything, having to see three steps down the line kind of creates that, uh, a lifestyle. Absolutely. So I was going to ask you that. Do you feel like the preparedness and the the, the mindset and the process that you go through into cooking and, and being a chef and the whole culinary experience, how has that shaped your lifestyle overall? Like, has that shifted it or do you feel like it just expanded I, who you were? I, I would definitely say that it's
1: tailored me to... Think critically about time because time is the one thing that we can't get back. Okay. Essentially, where I'm looking at all the time I invested into being the best chef or whatever it is I wanted to be, mm-hmm. I at times early on in my career lost sight of the things that were important to me, whether it's family, whether it's different things. Like, there have been a lot of moments in my life that I still look back on that I regret where I'm just like, man, if I would have prioritized knowing everything about what was going on in my life, whether than it's just kind of that tunnel vision. It makes me, makes me more of a critical thinker. Like there's so many different components to life where it's like, people think there's a one way ticket to success. It's not like, mm. it's going to always be say that again, your biggest L could be your biggest comeback, could be your biggest victory. You never know. I've taken plenty of L's both publicly Uh, behind closed doors not every gig is gonna go perfect i've i've lost money i've i've been broke i've bounced back like i've had that resilience to let people know that if there's anything that i believe it's in myself Uh and that will forever be the bottom line of anything that i do in life it's like hey your instincts got you here not who you know, what you know, what you did for someone or anything. Like, no. You put yourself in that space to be able to rise to the occasion. And if you keep that same mentality, there's nothing that can happen. Like, I, I've told myself literally this it's not a matter of how, it's a matter of wind for everything I want in life. Bro.
0: Bro. But that win, That wind. That wind. And I think. Being patient. And I'm so glad you say give yourself grace because the, my word for the year, and I talked about this one on the episode with Jason, um, is grace. Absolutely. So for people who are in this process, who are starting up, who want to pursue this, what do you say for the moments in between the win? Because I know you've had moments where it's like, damn. But then you've hit those wins. You've hit those milestones. You've accomplished goals. What do you say to those people who are stuck in between that period where it's like, I'm doing all the work. I'm doing the hard work. I'm, I'm showing up. I'm actually like, putting out all the information, content, whatever. But that win moment just hasn't hit. What do you say to those people? tell them look back look back
1: doesn't matter how far I guarantee you're not where you were Huh? guarantee whether your situation's better it's different look at that I my friends will tell you like I'm the one who keeps record of everything whether there's pictures videos anything and that's always so I can have a timeline I need to know that that's good no matter what I was able to live in this moment and now I'm somewhere else but I can look back and think damn I did something there. We did something there. So I tell people all the time, like, there's a lot of people who I mentor, or just anything that I'm not looking for anything in return. Because, like I said, I wish I had those opportunities. Like, when I started off, like, I was honestly figuring it out. So now if I'm able to point someone in the right direction, it's always something that helps. Like, I got my first kitchen job thanks to my mentor, Chris, taking a chance on me when I worked at Best Buy. Really? Yeah. Like, he was literally arguing. I I used to work with his mom, who worked with my mom, uh, uh, when I was younger, volunteering at a summer camp at a homeless shelter. He was literally so adamant. We have this conversation frequently. He was just like, why am I hiring this kid? He works at Best Buy. And he's just like, just because you tell me to hire this kid doesn't mean I hire him. Like... He like, get me on the phone with him. We had one introductory conversation, and he was kind of just like, yeah, come in. Wow. He, it was just that moment of someone taking a chance, and I I cherish that moment so much because I literally see people like that every day who look at, look at me as, like, this icon or this vessel of what success is, but I tell people all the time, like, listen, I'm forever a student in the game. I was like, talk about it, bro. If you want to be in any industry, be coachable. Surround yourself with people who know more than you. You, sh- you don't ever want to just sit there and not be able to bring things what well, I'm not saying don't be the smartest person in the room. Don't not be the leader of your friend or whatever things are out there on social media. But I'm just telling you, surround yourself with like-minded individuals who have the opportunities and experiences that you haven't had. That will take you so much further in life just from knowing somebody like your network is your network. Literally, I don't care what it says in your bank account. Today, you may be broke. Hey, J. Cole, what do you say? Your life can change in one year. Literally. And we've seen it, whether with social media and the way the internet works, literally. Wealth, like success, whatever that may be for certain people is something that you're going to honestly have to determine for yourself. Hmm. Everybody has their own definition. Like, people may have, may think I've made it just because I've cooked for all these different people or done this. And I'm like, I'm not even there. This is just the, this, the beginning. The, this yeah. is the first quarter. Like, it's like, nah, I'm not going to say this is the first quarter of my sophomore year at that. Like, I've, I have I had my rookie season. I had my, my struggles. I still have my struggles. I'm still finding my rhythm. But it's like, you're going to still see me on Hoop Mixtape. You're going to see it.
0: Like, we're going to make it happen. Damn. It's <laughs> just like, all I can say is, damn. Because, man, you just dropped so many gems. And I think, I told you we were going to get into the nitty gritty. Like, we're going to have it. But, man, there was something that you just said that I couldn't let you speed by. And being coachable, bro. Like, being somebody that is always willing to learn and always be willing to be in a space where, You don't, you don't feel not in a sense that you've made it, but like never getting in a place where you're complacent. Oh, absolutely. What inspires you to continue to evolve and how do you get yourself in a space to continue to explore? I know you've talked about the different places that you've gone but do you, does that kind of serve as an inspiration for you to travel more so that you can try different dishes or something in that capacity? Like, what inspires you to continue to learn different dishes and well, how combinations or what? what's say? I definitely, like I say, I want to literally
1: focus on the circle of people I surround myself with. Shout out to your circle, bro, because, like, look, he's he been giving me uh, – Like I said – I no, know no, them. No, There's no, some no, great no, people, like bro. I said, I'm- I literally, we sell ourselves this all the time just in conversation that we say that we're different, not from the sense of saying it just because it sounds good, but from the sense it's like genuinely, there's never been a time where even so much recently when my father was having some health issues, like these dudes dropped everything and came at the blink of a dime, whether from far, close, it didn't matter. Like Mm -hmm. we show up for each other. There have been So many moments in our lives where we've had to be there for each other. If you can't give yourself grace, these dudes are going to give me grace. And it's like I don't have shout out to them, bro, for them. So any time where it's me looking at one of their accomplishments, it's never going to be
0: something from. Damn, I wish I had that. It's from. Damn, they got that. You because you remember that you remember the conversation. Remember the conversation, and
1: we like we like to speak intentionally. Like, that's one thing I tell people. I'm like, your words have power. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care what anybody says. Like, manifestation, whether you're not big on it or not, like, whether or not the whole aspect of writing and saying it out loud to yourself, but the actual implement of doing things towards it. Like, you know when, like I said in the beginning, half-stepping, you know that there's certain people who aren't going to let you do that. Mm-hmm. And like I said, that's them for me. But just being able to rise above every obstacle knowing that it's like i'm gonna come to a new plateau at some point there's gonna always be something it's like oh i got to travel out the country i got to do this and it's like there's those are amazing opportunities but like you said that just makes me more hungry i'm like i just want to keep going Uh i'm like i got places on my on my bucket list or whether it's in my Five year or anything. It's like, I want to keep going. It's like, there's nothing about this journey that doesn't excite me. And it's like, I feel like you got to be just as hungry as when you started. Oh, yeah. When I quit my job, I told myself I was willing to go broke for it. And not literally in the sense of like, just because I wouldn't have money. But like I'm like, no, like, I'll give up anything to make this dream happen. And sometimes that's what it's got to be. If you don't have anybody else to turn to, because like I said, not people can't be as fortunate as me. Look to, look to find your reason why. Yeah. Literally, what is your why? I was like, I have a lot of whys. Two of them, I would say, like I said, my best friends, Jordan and Christian, it's like, I think about everything that I do in life now as I'm like, yo, I'm trying to work three times harder than anybody out here doing it. Uh-huh. One thing I would never let anybody be able to say is I'm not working hard enough. Right. Like, in again, we talked about this off cam- camera. Perception until it becomes reality it's like mm-hmm. people can perceive a lot about about me, but the brilliant part of anybody is knowing don't don't show your head like why are you out here trying to compete with the naysayers and all these different people people are out here performing on social media like literally like content got real once I realized that people are literally setting up a camera to wake up multiple times in a day <sighs> Say that again. I know I keep on giving you that d- people are literally setting up a camera to wake up multiple times in a day. We are finding new ways to monetize our lives. Damn. Major corporations aren't paying for celebrities anymore. They want someone who's really doing it. And that's what people see. I'm somebody who people see is really doing something. So I'm not going to give you anything other than what I actually am. I'm never going to speak on anything I don't have. I'm not going to try and be bigger than I am. I'm not going to ever try and live beyond the means of the scope of what my reality is. Even though I dream big. I dream very big. As you should. like oh, As you should. <laughs> Me and my friends, like I said, we talk big. Like I'm talking yachts and we talk about living. And those are things that are like we're setting the groundwork to accomplish those things. It's not just saying it cuz it sounds cool. Right. Not not because I see my favorite rapper say it. I'm like, "Nah, I'm learning about generational wealth, financial literacy, different things." Where it's like if your conversation like I'm 28, so I'm like, if your conversation I'll, I want to say after I'll give you 20 25, after 25 if your friend group's conversation didn't naturally shift towards what steps you need to implement for success find new friends get around new people that's real because at this point you're literally working against the system like there's so many different avenues for making your situation better for whatever it is you want out of life and that's one thing that i'm thankful that the people i come around whether it's setting boundaries like we said like time how hard is it to get on another person's time as in the time
0: schedule as an adult like <laughs> I saw a meme when they're like adult friendships are like <laughs> yo what are you doing uh, in June 23rd at and like 10 p.m real. like really and that's real that is very real I'll speak for myself
1: I'm typically booked for at least one event almost three weekends out in a month like mm. it's very rare that I have a weekend off or it's like, it's not that I don't want to be outside with my friends doing anything like that. Like, of course, I want to have a social life. But I know that my priorities and what I need to do in order for me to still fit the perimeter of this system that we have here. Right. I need to do what, I'm, what I am what I said I'm going to do. I need to uphold my end. And it's on people like I speak of. On, on my boy Tristan, like literally recently, he... He kind of I, I like I say I don't want to say like he had to check me in the means of like he had to tell me something bad but he brought something to my attention in a manner that I needed to hear it. And it was like there's a way that anybody can do it. Like there's people who do it wrong. Like don't don't try and little bro me, don't don't do that like literally because yeah. it's it's one of those things where if someone genuinely respects you, they'll be able to tell you the hard truth. And you shouldn't be able to take, you should be able to not take offense to it. And that's what was was, like I said, and that's why I look at him as a brother. Because he had to say, yo, this is what's happening. This is the reality of the situation. So if now is not a good time for you, now is the time is to speak up. Mm. He's like, I can help you or we can come back to this later. And again, we're talking about opportunity here. I'm not going to ever, one, once jeopardize someone else's resources, someone else's time. And I had to apologize. I had to take accountability for myself and say, listen, that's on me. I apologize. Like, I genuinely want you to know that I feel some type of way that I even forced you to have to have this difficult conversation with me. And people aren't able to have that conversation as an adult anymore. And I'm just like, set your ego aside. Like... I hate the word sometimes, but humble yourself. Nah, for real. Like, literally, because people use it as a means of breaking you down. Like, anytime someone tells you to humble yourself, I'm like, nah, brag. Brag about yourself. If you're doing something that you feel like you're exceeding it or that you're proud of, live in that. Brag about it. Let the world know about it. Like, do what you do. Like, be the best you that you can be. Mm -hmm. But anytime you got to bring yourself back to reality, whether it's yourself or somebody else, you got to think.
0: You got to have that kind of that balance in a sense. Exactly. You got to like
1: look at like, how did I get here? Mm -hmm. What do I got to change? What are my next steps?
0: Bro, I know that you got somewhere to go. So I don't want to take too much time because I don't want no beef with the missus, but I got to ask you these next two questions because bro, this is just, I've been first and foremost inspired just by hearing this, just your journey. But more importantly, like for people that don't know you, you are one of the most giving people that I've ever met in my life. You you give. And it's not just in a tangible way. Like I uh, remember just being around in the wisdom like people are now getting it. And I know you've done other podcasts and things of like that. But I don't think because you are so reserved and not boastful and you don't really post things of that nature uh, along that line, people don't understand the wisdom that you have. Uh, so thank you first and foremost for that Appreciate that. but I wanted to segue kind of from the culinary skills to you're a piece creative bro <laughs> how did you I mean I know that you you have a camera we're using your camera you know what I mean <laughs> like we're shooting this right now yeah. but like how did you get into that space where it's like I want to be a creative in addition to so it
1: honestly was a conversation I had to have myself where it's just like you need to be able to do everything it is that you could pay somebody else for at any given moment when I'm out in Antigua by myself with nothing other than my thoughts and whatever it is I brought with me have a GoPro have anything document the moment I tell people now it's like I don't have the perfect formula for creating content but i have a style that works for me Hmm. and as someone who has a lot of anxiety and different things like that like i will have that laser focus on trying to make the perfect video but again it's not real there's no such thing as a perfect video like you can't be a perfect content creator like and that's the beauty of being able to look at point a to point b i'm like when I started like shooting uh content in my footage, just videos, like I have videos that's updating back three, four years. I'm just like, man, like naturally really? my style has changed. But all that is, it's just being able to manipulate what I've done. The beauty of content is make it make it organic. Mm-hmm. Make it genuine. Make it I feel like I feel like with certain people, you have to kind of know your lane. Where it's like, me, I know. I'm not a trends kind of guy. Even though people like that will boost your engagement and stuff a little bit harder, but it's like, that's not me. I'm more of a, how am I going to make sure that somebody can see me doing exactly what it is I do on a day-to-day basis? Mm -hmm. Like, this is food I'm actually cooking. This food is going to somebody, most likely. Like, there's very rare moments where it's like, I'm just shooting just to shoot. Like, Mm -hmm. most of the time it's, trying to keep my clients private but it's like i'm in the kitchen with my thoughts i'm like i'm gonna prop this camera up here i'm gonna do this because being able to manipulate and edit isn't one of those things where it's a skill it's a skill it's a true
0: skill bro
1: <laughs> like, still learning it's like there's so many t- implementing ai and different things yeah, bro. into taking everything that we do now honestly i just want to Say, like, that is, like, the umbrella for it, for me, where it was just, like, I learn one th- one skill, I apply it to others. That's the same way I look at cooking. It's, like, a technique mm. is one thing. You're building layers. You're building layers. It's literally, it's like life. a cake. It's, <laughs> it's like, like a yeah, cake. I ain't no baker, trust me. <laughs> I, can, I can bake certain things, but I will not say I am a pastry chef by any means. That's different. But I just had to keep teaching myself yeah. and keep being... It was to learn. Like, I tell people, just YouTube, university. I probably have an MBA and some more. <laughs> uh, i have a Google searcher. Like, if I don't know something or anything, I'm Googling it. Like, I'm going to find it out. Like, and I forgot who I was. Tr- I was riding around with somebody. And they told me that, like, their thing was figuring out the history of architecture. Oh, wow. And it would be like. He would be like, I see an interesting building. I Google when it was built. And I'm like, hey, I do stuff like that when it's like, oh, what is this ingredient? Or what is this? Or, or if it's something foreign, because again- A student of the game, bro. Forever. <laughs> for whether it's- A student it's, of the game. <laughs> whether it's a camera, whether it's a knife, it's like, there's never going to be enough that I can't learn. Yeah. And I want to be able to learn as
0: much as humanly possible for me to be able to share those resources- It's like, I remember one of my mentors in the radio game was like, either you're growing or you're dying. And he said, the process of dying begins when you stop learning. And I think that always sat with me because it's like, again, to be able to be in a meek and humble space to know there's more to learn. And I think a lot of us fall short because we think like, man, I got it. You know what I mean? Like I mastered it. It's like, oh, no, you can, you can always get better. You know what I mean? Like always you, get better. Because if that were the case, LeBron would have, should have been stopped shooting in the gym. You know what I mean? Like Kobe, like Jordan would have been, you know what I mean? But there's something about just continuing to build upon that layer. And I'm so glad that you, you broke it down that way because you're building upon the experiences that you've gone through. And a lot of people don't grasp that. It's like Absolutely. they get content. Where and when there's so much more that you can accomplish, it's a beautiful, dark, twisted fantasy. Shout out
1: to It's <laughs> Literally, it's like you, it's never just one thing. It's like for you to succeed, everyone talks about multiple streams of income. For you to live life, you have to live multiple lives at one time, this is why this is the way I look at it. Like, I'm not waking up just a chef, I'm waking up a son, a friend, a brother. Talk about it. Like, I have people. Who I influence as I'm influenced by them. So, everything that I learn and I retain is just more that I'm able to pour back into myself. And where at that point, like you said, once I've, I i do not even know what that would look like for me, honestly, if I said that there's nothing else I can learn in a situation. So, that's why when people tell me that, oh, but I've tried to make this X amount of times and it still doesn't come out right and I don't want to make that, I'm like, you know how many times I've failed. I remember making a cheesecake was like the most difficult thing in the world for me. Hmm. It was just one of those things that I just couldn't do. I was like, no matter what, something was wrong. I was like, either it's cracking. I'm like, well, what, do, what am I doing? I was like, and I had to look at it and be like, okay, I know there's three different methods that are more traditionally used for making a cheesecake. I try all three. I take bits and pieces from it. Like I said, I lived through my experiences And I want other people to see after hearing this that all the things that they've done in their life, all are a part of their journey that equates to something. And whether you don't see value in it because you don't see outside of that frame of mind of you looking at yourself in the mirror, I'm telling you that there's so much more to living. Literally, you have to be able to give yourself, like I say, grace and just know that the knowledge that you possess is far more more powerful than whatever it is in your bank account, whatever social status you claim, whether you're a Jack and Jill baby, whether whatever it is in life, the more you know, the better you can grow.
0: That's the way I look at it. Man, bro, like, first off, I forgot to do this at the beginning, but I'll start all my podcast off as I give all the glory to Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. Absolutely. Without you, I am none. I did at the end, but again, you're never too late for crying, bro. I think not but Amen. when you said, man, bro, I think the reason why I thought of that immediately is because through my walk in my journey, which is why I started this podcast and everything in that capacity, um, I've started to understand that the experiences that I've gone through shaped who I am very much of who I am today. Absolutely. And as a result, this is my last question for you. I'm not going to keep you long. I know, yeah. Barbara. It made it so much more important to leave a very last, long-lasting legacy that can be Absolutely. passed down to generations. Absolutely. Final question for you. What legacy, when you look back and it's all said and done, between the dash, <laughs> do you want, when people say, Chef Morgan James, what legacy do you want to leave behind? I want people to think of
1: me as an innovator, but not necessarily a pioneer because I'm not doing anything different than what anybody else has done. Mm. I'm doing something at a level that it's being developed as it's going. Mm. I literally have never seen anybody transition from, if you don't know my origins of working nightlife or just trying to be a major marketer like essentially i had to start off marketing myself Mm -hmm. so now i'm able to present everything that i'm selling and i'm selling myself and if you don't believe so where everyone's selling you content is keynote because you're a brand everything about you is something that can be it can be replicated but it can be imitated Hmm. but you don't want to be out here trying to chase imitation because I want people to be able to take my losses take everything about my journey and see the good the bad the ugly like I said I'm not I'm not perfect no one is I'm I'm a very flawed human being but I know with the opportunities I have been awarded I want people to remember that there's enough space for us all to succeed mm-hmm. there's never a time where you gatekeeping something from anybody else is ever going to Hinder anything that you have going on as long as you're running your race. So if I could say anything, I want my legacy to be just that. I want people to remember that I'm a student of the game. I hope that you learn something from me and just be able to apply that to your life and just be the best
0: you, like love yourself. Man, I couldn't have said it any better I mean, this interview has blessed me, bro. I thank you for taking time. Where can the people find you? Social media, shout out yourself, celebrate Absolutely. yourself. Bro. Like you said, bro, boast on yourself. Absolutely. And where's something, like, how can they connect with you? Like, also. Right. So Chef Morgan James on all my social media platform.
1: Uh, my email, James at gmail.com. So believe me, whether it's a DM, whether it's an email, anything, if you ever have any questions or anything like that, believe me, I would do my best to get back as quickly as possible. Like I said, I'm I'm human, but I do like to leave that space wide open for anybody who, when you have an interest in culinary or just an interest or a question about what you heard today, like, please reach out. Like I said, I'm, I'm no celebrity, but I'm no... You are, but it's all good. Like, you can be (laughs) humble. I mean, you can be humble for the podcast, but go (laughs) ahead, because I I, I never like to feel out of reach. Like I said, I I come from a very close-knit family, and like I said, my community is what allows me to be this individual before you. So please reach out. Like I said, uh, got a lot of great things coming this year from a lot more events, a lot more interactive moments, but... Whether you need catering, private dinners, a wedding, anything under the sun, where the scope may require food, let me know. Let's make some magic.
0: You heard it here first, Chef Morgan James. We appreciate you, my boy, coming through. Absolutely, it's another great episode of Why Now with Alexander DeBlanc. Till next time, peace.